just a little heads up, guys. If you're ever in New York looking for an apartment and they say it's quirky, they mean that. They don't mean quirky like cute. They mean the showers in the kitchen. Oh, scary, scary, scary. Welcome to the Digital Dreamer, where we believe it's possible to escape the suffocating nine to five, achieve financial independence, have the freedom to do the things you love, and contribute to the greater good, all by being smart about digital marketing. Hi, everyone. I'm Abby. And I'm Kim. Welcome to episode three, where we are going to talk about side hustles and should you get one. So, Mom, tell us a little bit about your current side hustle since it relates to the theme of today's episode. Well, I have kind of gotten addicted to Facebook Marketplace. We, over the years, have accumulated a lot of junk in our basement. And so we've been decluttering. And as you know, your little sister is leaving for college. And so I have been on this quest to get everybody's junk out of their rooms so that I am not left with everybody's lifetime memories in my house. And so instead of just like throwing it all away or taking it to be donated, some of the stuff I've been selling on Facebook Marketplace. And that has never been a thing that I have done. And I think it is so much cooler than having a garage sale. I know it's it's really addictive. I, I've done it a few times. And what is it about starting on Facebook Marketplace that makes you just want to keep doing it? And you suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, am I, am I about to sell everything in my home? No, you start looking at, oh, I could get rid of that. I never used that. So oh, this, this, this prize family heirloom, we could just get rid of it. <laughs> so, so yeah. And now I'm kind of down to the big things are gone and it's little things. And I'm always amazed at the people who will haggle over something I have listed for 10 bucks. And they'll be like, will you take five? And at first I was being hardcore. No, I am not. And now I'm like, okay, like what does it hurt? It's taking me 30 seconds to answer the door and hand off the item to well, them. Well, okay. What you're supposed to do though, when they say, would you take five? You go, I'll take seven. I did that for a rug that I was selling. I sold one of our great big old area rugs and it probably was worth over a thousand dollars when we bought it. And I was only selling it for under a hundred dollars. And then somebody said to me, well, because it's old, will you take 20? Um, no. <laughs> we took no, $20 for this $1,000 rug. I know it's old and you hardly ever used it, but like, would you, would you take 20? But then in the end, it was kind of awesome to have somebody on the other end of the stupid rug, taking it out of my house so that that is no longer on my basement floor. But then it was comical watching this guy try to figure out how to fit this giant rug in his little hatchback. That is funny. (laughs) So yeah, that's what I've been doing. And I think that, oh, and so then all the money comes in, like everybody gives you cash and I never have cash. So that's another new thing. And so now I have this whole pile of fives and tens and dollars sitting on the kitchen counter so I can look at my money. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. Let's just tell the universe where you um, hide your cash in your house. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I wouldn't call that a hiding spot, but I just said I never have cash. So there you go. My dollars that I'm getting from Facebook Marketplace. But it is a fun way to declutter your house and make a few extra cash. Oh, and you know what I want to spend my money on when I get enough? What do you want to spend it on? I want to buy a Peloton. Ooh. See, you can use Facebook Marketplace to fund additional purchases that were not in your budget. All right. What is new on social media? Sorry, that was such a that was such an abrupt segue. You're like, all right, enough of that Facebook talk. So as far as new things on social media, there isn't a lot that's super new right now that's a, an immediate change that is going to mess up your life. So we thought we would talk a little bit about Twitter spaces. Now, a lot of people are familiar with Clubhouse and Clubhouse just from what I'm hearing people talk, like the diehards still really love it. But Clubhouse is kind of, it's kind of seen better days. It's not as popular as it once was. And, you know, with any good idea, I was a huge Clubhouse fan. I know you were too. With any good idea, there's copycats. And the legacy social media like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, I think they like to copy the good ideas so that they can stay relevant. So Twitter has, it's been around for a while now, but they've kind of copied what Clubhouse was doing and there are Twitter spaces. And I, another thing I'm addicted to, I totally love Twitter spaces. So it's a great place where you can go have a conversation. You can bring your audience in to have a conversation. And you are taking advantage of social media and all of the advantages of Twitter because Twitter just has a different audience than what you find on Instagram or Facebook or on your TikTok. And so they're there for a different reason. They're willing to spend more time. They're going to consume it differently. And so I've just really enjoyed using Twitter spaces as another place where you can connect with your audience. Yeah, I like it too. And I, what I like about it is when you're on your home feed of Twitter, if someone that you follow is doing a, a space, it shows up right at the top of your home feed, almost like stories do on Instagram. And so you can see like, oh, this person is, is hosting a space right now. And it like tells you the title and everything. So I know for some of the spaces that we were hosting a few months ago, People, if they haven't updated their Twitter app in a while, it doesn't show up. So you need to have an updated Twitter app to get a hold to be able to access it. But then it should just show up at the top of your feed. And you can, once you people have it scheduled, if you know it's available, you can set a reminder so that when that person goes live on Twitter for the space, that you get a reminder to be there. So just another marketing opportunity, another place that you might want to check out and see if it fits into your marketing plan. All right. So what do we think? Is it time for a side hustle? Well, a lot of people might think yes. There's a lot of talk about the economy getting bad. I know even simple things like fast food that we buy. I was shocked recently when we went to Panera to just notice the difference in pricing over a few months ago, you know, like to go feed our family, however many of us go out, four of us or whatever, on a day, 
It's crazy. I mean, in New York right now, I noticed the other day, if I want to get a burrito bowl at Chipotle and also a side of chips and queso, that's like 30 bucks. That's for Chipotle, another one. It's so thirty dollars for one person, and of course, and and you could say just don't get the chips and queso, Abby. But I'm not going to do that <laughs> because that's half the reason I'm going there in the first place. Right. Well, and I remember the opposite also happened to us recently when we were in Orlando for Podfest. We kept on commenting about how cheap the food was, and we were having some good food, but we felt like it was. Well, we sat by the pool and had a lot of pool food and drinks and the prices were surprisingly affordable. And so I think you always coming from New York, everything always seems cheap when you travel, but me, even in Kansas city, I was like, wow, the prices really seem decent. Yeah, no, but, and, and it's, it was surprising with the pool food because usually pool food is how the hotels get you. They're like, Oh, you want chicken fingers at the pool? You better cough up 30 bucks for those. But it wasn't like that this time. And it was it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. But so even aside from going out to eat, I think, you know, we have the gas prices and we've talked in our family a lot about the price of rent. Your rent in New York is through the roof. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. I you guys, I'm serious right now in New York City for a studio or a one bedroom, you cannot find anything under twenty five hundred dollars. Anything decent, let me say. I mean, you could, if you really wanted to, find a studio that's 1800 that does not have a kitchen. But why would you do that? Right. Or the shower is in the kitchen. Like, Oh, my gosh. No. Yeah. Just just a little heads up, guys. If you're ever in New York looking for an apartment and they say it's quirky, they mean that. They don't (laughs) mean quirky like cute. They mean the shower is in the kitchen. Oh, scary, scary, scary. (laughs) So aside from crazy New York rent prices, there's just a lot of reasons why it is really, really hard right now. And we're hearing more people talk about the economy. We we hear experts talking about how we might be headed into a recession if we aren't already in a recession. And so we thought it might be a good time to talk about whether it's time for a side hustle. So first, I want to say that we are not those people who say that, oh, millennials, oh, Gen Xers, oh, whatever people go stop drinking your coffee and your avocado toast so you can afford your rent. We are not going to go there because the problems are bigger than cutting out a cup of coffee. Because the reality is you should be able to afford a cup of coffee and your rent easily. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's, that's the reality. So Yes. So so cutting out a cup of coffee will not fix it. It's bigger than that. But we do understand that money is tight for a lot of people right now. And we want to offer some ideas if you've been thinking like, how can I make more money and and what should I be doing maybe as a side hustle? Yes. And so let's just start talking about some of the reasons why you might want a side hustle. We've talked about a little bit about the uncertain economy And just flat out a lot of the ways that we used to earn income or ways that we saved money in the past just simply don't work right now. The world has changed over the pandemic and just our job situations have changed. Maybe our living situations have changed. So the world is different. And so what you were doing before or what you initially would have thought of might not work right now. 
You also might want a side hustle just for more financial stability. Maybe you have a good job. Maybe you're worried about the job you have, something happening to it, because you just don't know what industries are going to be affected. So maybe you're interested in a side hustle so you can start an additional revenue stream, additional income stream so that you have less risk. Or or maybe you don't have a good job or you don't like your job and you would love to find a way to support yourself while either you find a new job or you don't, maybe that could, your side hustle could become your full-time hustle and you don't have to have a job. Yes. Or like what I was saying about my new Facebook marketplace addiction, you can use it to buy some of the things that maybe aren't in your budget. Maybe money is tight right now and you want that extra vacation. Maybe you want to buy the Peloton. I actually would like a new road bike, like a gravel bike, so I can go ride on gravel trails. Those are kind of expensive too. Anyway, but just again, so that you can buy something that you maybe didn't have money set aside for already. That's another reason you might want a side hustle. We also know that student loan debts are horrible and they were paused for a while because of the pandemic, but you know, you're gonna have to start paying back loans, student loans. And so maybe you need a little bit of extra money to do that. Or maybe you want to invest in the stock market or cryptocurrency. Personally, that's not my journey, but um, because I really don't know a lot about it. But if that's your journey, you could do that. But back to the stock market thing. If you would like to get involved in the stock market. In a down economy, when the stock market is tanking, that is like stocks being on sale. So if you have money, not taking money out of the stock market, but if you have money sitting around that you can invest, that is going to make your money go further Because when the stock market improves, you've just bought something basically on sale. And again, this is not financial advice. I am not a stockbroker or a financial planner. But if you have that money sitting around, this is a great time to invest in something like that. One of my friend's husbands is really good at stock market stuff. So maybe I need to sit down with him and and ask him some questions. There you go. (laughs) What it is that you should buy. See, that's, you know, that's the hard part because something about me is I'm very indecisive. So I don't, I just don't see it going very well. And I'm also very anxious, like two things that are probably not great for investing in stocks. (laughs) But my point was, it doesn't only have to be because you don't like your job or whatever. It could be just, I I am going to make some extra money so that I can invest in something while the prices are favorable. So you can know planning for your future. And once again, you cannot cut out enough coffee to buy a house. <laughs> I wish you could. It's it's not like it's not like it was when my mom was young and you could make all your money for college in one summer at at the fast food restaurant. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or whatever. I, I don't know where you were. Working over the summer, make enough money to fund my entire next year worth of school. Definitely not living in those times anymore. Okay, so if you're going to have a side hustle, 
what are some of the things that you should think about? Well, I mean, to start is, are you just wanting money or are you wanting money and you're wanting to do something that's like personally fulfilling for you? Yeah, I think that that's a really good starting point. I think you should also consider, are you limited in the number of hours that you can work or the times of day? Are you going to have to do this while your kids are asleep or you're going to, or are you quitting your full-time job and you have regular nine to five, but the time of day that you can do it, I think also factors in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you have a full-time job that definitely you have to do it before work or after work. So that does factor in. And then, I mean, another thing to think about when you're trying to decide like what you want to do for your side hustle in the first place, what do you enjoy doing just in regular life? Or is there something you've always wanted to try and and think about what talents and skills you already have that you could make money off of? And then how quickly do you need to make this money? Is it something where you want to generate a couple hundred dollars to pay your electric bill? And then you go on Facebook marketplace where you can get money pretty fast. Or is it something where you have months where you're just building a nest egg, where you're building your safety net? So you need to think about how, how quickly you need that money to be available to. Yeah. You definitely need to think about your timeline. Cause I'm sorry to tell you, unless you're really lucky, most of these things are not going to make you a million dollars in one hour. So uh, things that you might want to think about, is it something that you need to have cash to invest in upfront? Like if you're selling real estate, you probably need some cash from somewhere to invest. So that's a consideration depending on what the side hustle is that you want to think about. And then of course, is it legal and ethical? I would never recommend doing anything that is not legal or that is not ethical, or that goes against your personal belief system. And then the last one is, do you need additional training or education? Maybe there's a side hustle you've always wanted to do. Like for example, maybe you want to be a social media manager, but you don't really know a lot about being a social media manager or social media in general. Maybe you need to invest in some courses from people who have done it before or take some free online classes or watch some YouTube videos. Um, There are certain things that you might need additional education or training for. But sometimes it doesn't have to be a whole new degree or a whole new community college thing. It could be an online certification. It could just be that you learn as you go and you take free classes or inexpensive classes too. I mean, guys, we are so lucky right now that we have so many online resources just in general, like online certifications, online courses, like right now is really the time to be learning about anything you want to, because I promise someone has it online. Well, I can't promise. I don't know what you want to learn about, but for the most part, you will find someone selling a course or, or having YouTube videos about what you want to learn about. Super, super easy to learn new things anymore. We were just sitting down at dinner the other day. And I mean, you think about the power of having a computer in your hand at all times. We were having a discussion about whether or not your spleen is a vital organ. Can you live without your spleen? And everybody was making stuff up, making up their own answers. And I said, wait a second, let me Google that. And so we got the answer. And yes, you can live without your spleen, but you might be more prone to infections. But I mean, also speaking of just this technology where we can 
always have the answer at our fingertips. I can name three times last week we were sitting at the dinner table and my dad goes, hey, Alexa, and asks a question that one of us asked at the table. And we immediately had the answer because Alexa told us. Very like, we just have such knowledge at our fingertips. Like, why would you not want to take advantage of it? So now that we've talked about why you might need a side hustle and some of the ideas of just parameters, your personal parameters you might have, let's go through some of the ideas that we came up with for side hustles that people might want. Yeah. So one of the ones I just mentioned was being a social media manager, which if, if you take the time to learn about social media and, and educate yourself. So if you don't know a lot already, you can do, do the training and education. Or if you feel like you know a lot about social media, I mean, like someone my age probably knows a good amount already and would just need like maybe a few little online courses and some YouTube videos to figure some of these things out. Not saying that being a social media manager is easy, but I'm saying my generation is very lucky that we grew up with this. So we know a lot already naturally. So if you're someone my age and you have an interest in social media, this could be a good one for you. And being a virtual assistant is also a job that definitely wouldn't have been available to me when I was straight out of college or straight out of high school. But there are all kinds of tasks that you can do for somebody just with your computer and your phone or whatever tools you have with the internet. I have quite a few friends who either are virtual assistants or have them. And yeah, so that's a really, that's a really big job, especially right now. I highly recommend if you're looking for a virtual type side hustle, that would be a good one too. You could also be a freelance writer. There are all kinds of people who either, you know, things like writing the podcast show notes or writing captions for social media, writing blog posts writing ad copy. There are so many different things you can do as a freelance writer if writing is your thing. Yeah, I think earlier. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think in this day and age, we kind of forget that blogging was like the original start, I think, to like so many of these social media type things. Like blogging is like the mother of it all. It all like kind of spouted from this. And so you can always go back to that root of blogging because you can make money from that by people placing their ads on your website. So if you like writing, it might take some time, but you can totally make successful money even still blogging. And blogging, I'm just going to say this because we're talking about it, but blogging is still very, very relevant from the perspective of SEO. If you want your website to show up in search, one of the best ways to constantly add, consistently add new content is through blogging. And then if you're doing some of these other ideas that we have, like influencer marketing, you are always able to put your influencer code or your you know promote the things that you're promoting on those blog posts. So I'm a photographer, so I can say that that, that can be a good way to make money. Um, the only thing about having photography as your side hustle is you do have to know what you're doing. So, and you do have to have equipment so that this would be one of those things that if you don't already have a camera, you don't already have some lenses, you probably are going to have to invest money into that first. But if you're serious about photography, that is worth it. Um, and guys, if you don't know a lot about photography, but you want to get into it, there are so many good YouTube videos out there. Like search anything on YouTube that you want to know about photography and somebody has a video. I I even still learn stuff from people on 
YouTube about photography, like it's great. And then on top of that, I would just say after you finish watching a YouTube video that teaches you something that you wanted to know about photography, take your camera, grab anyone who will let you take a picture of them and practice it. Because the only way you're going to get better with photography is practicing it. And then just another little tip that I picked up over the years is part of good photography is also knowing how to pose your subjects. And if you are at a loss because you're just awkward yourself or you don't have the experience yet, Pinterest, you can make Pinterest boards of all kinds of poses for any kind. If you search that family photo poses or senior photo girl poses, you're going to find somebody's Pinterest board. And I'm sure people know this by now that you can get like anything off of Amazon, but anything you need for your photography, you can literally buy on Amazon. It'll be there the next day. You need reflectors. It'll be there the next day. A lighting kit. It'll be there the next day. Like, but that's not to say you need all those things because outdoor light is free. We talk about outdoor light a lot, but it's true when, when you're it's talking true. about I think I think people sometimes think photography and they think, oh my gosh, I don't have a studio. Well, you don't have to do studio photography when you're starting out. If you don't have a studio, you can do outdoor stuff. Do you post inconsistently, share content on a whim, or make it up as you go along? Or maybe you're posting based on trends or doing what everyone else is doing. If you're doing any of these things, Your business is suffering as a result. Your business needs a consistent message and a consistent presence. Not one based on things that pop into your head first thing in the morning. What if one simple change in your business, unlocked engagement, trust, revenue, and the ability to live life on your terms? Ready for the secret? Savvy marketers plan their content. They don't leave things to chance. They don't chase shiny objects, and they aren't jumping from trend to trend, hoping to go viral. We can help you with this in our new course, Build Your Content Plan in a Weekend. Head over to our website, irisdigitalmediagroup.com slash content plan. Another thing that you can do that would involve time and money up front is to go into the rental property, sell rental properties, or do things like VRBOs, which I think would be a lot of fun. I would love to get into that. But then I think that the downfall, the risk of that is, what if there's another pandemic? Think about all the people that came darn near close to losing their rental properties, maybe because they were relying on that rental property income, like their VRBO or their traveler income to pay that mortgage. And so I think if you're going to do something like that, you also need to be really careful that you have some sort of a cushion or a backup plan so that you can continue to pay that mortgage if you are getting a loan for that property and trying to make money from it. But there are people that teach whole courses on that that can give you a full education on how to turn that into a lucrative side hustle if that's the kind of thing you're interested in. Another thing you could do is sign up to be a driver for a rideshare app like Uber, or you could do food delivery with one of those like Grubhub or DoorDash, Uber Eats. You could also get a personal trainer or group fitness certification and become work in a gym or 
do your own business related to that, not in a gym. You could take that same skill online and do online fitness. I have a friend right now who has all the group fitness and personal training certifications. Like she has so many certifications. And throughout the pandemic, she pivoted to teaching online fitness classes and then has since even gotten to a smaller group of people. She teaches online fitness people for people, online fitness classes for people who are blind. And she has become, she has gotten this huge following now. She she knows how to teach. She knows specifically what needs to be done. She has different things on her website that make it easy to sign up for the classes. And so she has found a whole new segment of business that she probably wouldn't have thought of if it wouldn't have been for the pandemic. Um, Another thing that you can do would be drop shipping. I don't personally know a lot about this, but I know that there are a lot of people who do it. And I feel like this is one of those things that there are people who have very split opinions on it. So either you people are like, yes, you should do drop shipping or like, oh, absolutely, you should not. What do you think? I don't know. I think it just, again, depends on your interests and your skills. If you have a good way of getting access to cheap products that you know you can resell and you understand the value of those things, it might be worth doing. But not one of those things that I would have the skills or the interest to do myself either. But if you don't want to do drop shipping, there's also the Amazon Influencer Program where basically all you do is you you have to get accepted into it. So you have to apply, but you basically have your own Amazon storefront and you can make these idea lists or you can make shoppable pictures or videos um, and people can can shop from your page and you earn commission if they buy it. Yeah, I think that that is a great idea because for one, if you're already buying stuff online, if you're already buying stuff from Amazon, it takes, it's kind of like the thing I was doing with the Facebook marketplace, right? It takes just a little bit of extra effort. So you've already bought something, you go take a video of it, you make some content around it why not see if it turns into something? You never know. Yeah. And I, I do the, the Amazon influencer program and I just, I think it's really fun. I love making the, the lists for me. It feels kind of like Pinterest, but you're pinning things to these boards, these idealists on your storefront. It feels like Pinterest for me, but like that people can buy. Yeah. And I think see, this goes back to all about what are your interests? I mean, you have always liked creating videos and TikToks and you were a YouTuber before YouTube was cool. And so it fits right in with the skills and interests that you have. So as we go through these ideas, people might hear us say something They're like, well, that's a stupid idea. But then there might be somebody else who was like, oh yeah, that is totally the kind of thing I'm into. And then speaking of influencers, you could always be just a old fashioned influencer. That is one that it it will take some effort on your part. You have to build a following and everything, but to get brand deals, you don't really have to have that many followers. I I used to get brand deals all the time when I had like 1200 Instagram followers from big brands like Nike and, and things like, and uh, Tazo, the tea company, you know, you don't have to have a ton of followers. So that is something you could definitely do if you're interested in that, but it does take effort on your part to build the following and put yourself out there in front of brands. 
And even when you do have a following, those influencer deals aren't going to come up overnight. So again, it's not a get rich quick idea. It's a thing that takes patience. Also, dog walking. Now, I would have never considered that this would be a viable thing, except for that your sister, Abby's sister, has a dog that is a high energy dog and she lives in an apartment and she's in nursing school and then she works in a hospital. And so there are days where there are long stretches where this poor dog is left alone. And so it having somebody who could come walk your dog would be a very, very helpful thing. Now, the dog actually isn't left alone a lot because I'll go take care of the dog. But if you didn't have somebody to come help you, there is that. And then how do you use your dog walker, Abby? (laughs) So I work from home, so I don't really need a dog walker, except when my dog decides she's bored during the day and wants me to pay attention to her, because obviously she's a dog, she does not understand the concept of working from home. So she just thinks I'm Mm -hmm. at home and not paying attention to her. Um, she will sit there and boop me with her nose over and over again, like, Hey, um, pay attention to me. And when she gets in this, this way where she starts doing that, I cannot get anything done. So sometimes I do have to hire someone to, and she has a dog walker that she likes that comes, but I have to hire someone sometimes probably only once or twice a week, maybe less to come take her on a walk to get some of her energy out so that she comes back and she goes to sleep while I finish working. But yeah, so I never would have thought I needed a dog walker because I work from home, but my dog is very needy. The pandemic has made me her emotional support human. (laughs) Which is really funny because we got her for the complete reason of being your emotional support. (laughs) Now, another thing you could do if music is your thing, maybe you start a DJ business. When we were in... Scotland a couple years ago, Abby performed at the Fringe Festival with her acting class from college. And we, the family, went over to Scotland to watch her. And so we got to go around the Fringe Festival. And there was this thing called the Silent Disco, which I was so intrigued by. And for months, I talked about creating a business around this and then I never did it. But you basically, take people on walks or their event at the French festival was they were taking people on walks and only they could hear the music. So they all have headsets on. And then there's the leader who has music that is playing and a microphone that is playing, but only the people with the headphones on can hear. And so there's these people walking all around town, yelling and screaming and responding to whatever prompts that the leader was giving out. And it just looks like so much fun. And then when Abby's sister, Sarah, was away at a summer thing once, they did a silent disco party on the rooftop because it was a great way to do a party without getting in trouble for noise. So I've always been really curious about how much does it cost to buy the silent disco equipment and what other uses could you come up with to get people to go on a tour or exercise or sightsee or sing or have fun with this equipment. Yeah. Speaking of tours, if you live somewhere that's fun, or even if you live just, you know, somewhere that you don't necessarily think is fun, but you have something cool there that someone would want to experience, 
you could start hosting tours or experiences. I know on Airbnb, a lot of people I feel like don't know this, but you can sign up to host an experience. If you don't have a property, you can host an experience. So you might see like beer, beer crawl to the best breweries with local Los Angeles native or something. Right. And that's something that somebody just who just lives there is hosting and you are able to do that as well. That would be a really cool idea too, because you think about, so if the economy gets bad, I don't know what that's going to mean. Maybe that means people drive more than they fly. Maybe it means we don't take driving vacations either. Maybe people are taking more staycations, but I feel like after being cooped up for so many years of the pandemic, people are not going to stay put. Whatever happens, we're still going to want to go out and have experiences. So I would also think that just another good side hustle might be, think about what do people need right now? What kind of experiences do they want in their own communities? How can you take something that we used to do or that people might not have the income to do right now and still make it something that's an experience. Another thing that you could do is sign up to work on Upwork or a site like that. Um, Whatever skill you have, maybe it's um, graphic design or copywriting or even I think you can probably do your virtual assistant thing on there. Mm -hmm. You can offer your, your services on Upwork or a site like it. That's a great thing. And then to go along with that, if it isn't a product like a freelancing or writing or advertising or marketing product that would sell better as a freelancer on Upwork or Fiverr, what if you have um, handy person skills or... Yeah, you could do TaskRabbit. I've had people come do TaskRabbit for me because... I needed some shelves hung up on my wall and I knew that if I did it, they would fall down. So I hired someone to come do that for me. So yeah, if you're handy, I think even on TaskRabbit, if you are really good at cleaning things, you can like sign up to clean or even just run errands. I know that they have a thing on there where you can go wait in line for someone. Okay. So another crazy use of how we use TaskRabbit during the pandemic. Do you want to tell them your story about what we did with the COVID test? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was pretty sure I had COVID, right? And I tried to go get, this was in December. I tried to go get a COVID test at like the, the urgent care. And they were like, I got there at like 10 AM and they're like, sorry, um, you actually had to get here at like six 30 in the morning and stand outside in the line. If you wanted to be on the list and we're like full for the day. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, Obviously, the reason I wasn't standing out in the line is because I have, I'm pretty sure I have COVID. So, um, so I did not do that. I was like, okay, I need to take a test though, because I'm pretty sure I have COVID. Well, one of my friends who lives probably like 50 blocks away from me, right? Maybe more, had had COVID. And I knew she had a bunch of tests that her mom had mailed her. And so I needed to figure out because she said I could have some to make sure I tested, right? I needed to figure out how I could get them. So I hired a task rabbit to go to her apartment, get them and bring them to me because I couldn't take the subway because if I had COVID, I didn't want to be infecting a bunch of people. Right. So and I also just felt like crap. I really couldn't couldn't get out of bed. Same reason why I was like, yeah, there's a reason I wasn't in this line at the urgent care at 630 in the morning. I feel like crap because I'm pretty sure I have COVID. But so you hired a task rabbit to pick up something at your friend's house and deliver it to your house. 
And this was important because Abby was supposed to be coming home for Christmas. Yeah. And we had to figure out if she was able to get on her plane or not. And, and spoiler, spoiler alert, guys. COVID. Yeah, spoiler alert. I had COVID. So that was not fun. I came home for New Year's, though. Yeah. And I felt better. But yeah. And there's one thing. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, there are a lot of things that you can do TaskRabbit for. So speaking of things, though, that you can rent or sell that kind of is along this line, you if you have a cool pool, you can rent out your pool. Now, I did not know this, but I think it's pretty cool. And I love the idea of it, but I'm also not sure my neighbors would love the idea of having me using my pool for a public pool. Also, I do think it's a cool idea. I don't even think it has to be a cool pool. If you have a pool at all, you can put it on this app and there are plenty of them. If you Google it, I'm sure you can find them. But if you put it on the app, then you can just rent your pool out and it could just be like to one or two people or a group of friends. Um, and you can charge whatever you want. And I, I assume you can charge more if you're offering like, and we'll have towels and uh, drinks and, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, well, yeah that's, that's another thing where you could totally make it into an experience. You could yeah, so you could, you could experience that nobody else could get. Like it can only happen at your pool. Yeah. So you could um, definitely, if you have a cool pool, you could charge a lot more money, I think. Now, if you're crafty, you could also do things like buying vintage clothing or buying clothing at thrift stores and then upcycling them and selling the new creation and or you can doing do with, something. You can do that with um, furniture as well. Oh yeah, totally, totally could. I'm going back to photography. If you've taken photos, let's say you don't take photos of people. So you're not going to make money with that, right? If you're taking landscape photography for the most part, you can sell that those photos on websites, or you can even sell prints of them if, if you have some really cool shots. So that's a way to make money if you don't do portraits of people. Okay, here's another one. It's going to be a slow road to making money, but I am constantly telling my friends, you need a podcast. I think that a podcast is such a great idea. You can have a podcast, a YouTube channel, or a blog. But just sharing your ideas, and it really doesn't even matter what. Like, we have a friend who is so funny, and she can be just telling you her take on current events or political things that are going on right now. And she has a way of doing it that is not offensive and is so funny. And every time I sit with her, I'm like, you need a podcast. Yeah. Another thing you can do is if you feel like you're really knowledgeable about a certain topic, you can create an online course and sell that or host a webinar, or you can even do in-person courses. But if you, you can sell your knowledge. I don't think a lot of people remember that knowledge is very valuable. There's something that you have a unique perspective on and you can be making money with that knowledge. And and I think it's also important to remember that it can be something you can, you super, can super obscure. There's somebody who's going to learn that from you. You can also make money selling digital products on Etsy. Um, we have a few digital products on Etsy right now, but you can sell anything from like Canva template packs, um, templates for, it can be as simple as like, I've seen people selling like 
what to pack for your Orlando vacation checklist, you know, and they're, se- they're selling it for like what, 60 cents or something. But if you sell enough of those, you'll make some money. Right. Um, but you can sell pretty much any digital product that you can think of on Etsy. And the cool thing is the setup fees are so minimal. So you minimal. don't need to have your own website. You don't need to have all the payment options. You don't have to have any of that. So even if it's something you think you want to get into on a larger scale later on, this is a really good starting point because the biggest investment is your time. So let's let's talk about some of the reasons why you might want to avoid doing a side hustle. Well, I always think it's important to remember that if something looks like a get-rich-quick scheme, it probably is. If it sounds too good to be true... It is. So pay attention to who is presenting you with that opportunity and what what is asked for up front. Yeah, I agree with that. Anything that's going to make you money for a long time, you know, something that's going to continue to make you money is probably not going to make be something that makes you money right away. So that's why I'm like, get rich quick things. Even if it does make you money right away, it might only make you money right away. And then, right? Like, I just feel like, yeah, avoid those get rich quick schemes because they're not good. Sorry, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, that's good. Um, Also, I think if it gives you a poor quality of life, if you are having to hustle so hard that you're missing time with your kids, you're not having family meals, you're not exercising, you're stressed, you're losing out on sleep. If it's affecting your quality of life, I would put that in the no column. Yeah. I mean, I kind of wish we could get rid of the word hustle and side hustle because I do not love hustle culture. Like I just think hustle culture makes us think we have to be working all the time. And if we're not working all the time, then we're not, we're not going to be successful. And like, that's just not true. So one thing to remember with your side hustle is, yeah, if you're, if you're spending all your time on your side hustle and it's making you miserable and you have no time for family, you have no time to sleep, take care of yourself. It's not fun. I don't think that's very worth it for you. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's, this is like a topic of a whole different episode, but one of the things that I hate when I see different experts talk is there'll be Oh, if you have time to scroll on YouTube, if you have time to watch, oh, let's say you have time to binge the full season of Only Murders in the Building, if you have time to do whatever, then you are not being productive, they'll say, you know, that you're wasting time. And I kind of think, can we all just have some balance? Can we make time for the important work? But Don't we work so we can do the things that we enjoy so that we can relax? Yes. Like guys, you are allowed to have fun. Please don't let anyone make you think that you have to be working all the time because then what's life for? Well, and you can think that your work is fun, but there is more to life than work. I know there are more things that I want to do besides sit in front of my computer all day. So you can enjoy your work. But make sure that you're taking time for the important people and things. And your brain cannot fully function for work if you're not taking time to recharge in whatever way that is best for you. That is so true. Let's see what else. Oh, and then also, I just think it needs to be fun. And if it's draining you, then 
it's a no again. So sometimes you don't even need to start something new for a side hustle. Like maybe you already have a great second income or a great business that you've already started. Maybe you just need to get back to the basics, right? And this is one of my big things right now is we all, everybody sees all these great ideas on social media. We see all, we were exposed to more information than we've ever had access to in our lives. And so we think that we need to do all of these, like reinvent the wheel, but really we need to spend more time getting back to the basics. So if you have a good business right now, and maybe you are scared about the economy, maybe instead of completely scrapping what you're doing, you sit there and you say, what do people need right now? What has changed about the world? Can I make a small tweak in what I'm doing? So maybe if you offer one-on-one coaching products, but, oh, people don't have as much money because it costs 50 bucks a person to eat at Chipotle now. Maybe (laughs) you say, hey, I'm going to offer group coaching. I'm still going to spend that same one hour a week of my time, but I'm going to coach people in a group. You've adapted to what the market, you're still doing coaching, but you've adapted to what the market is demanding right now. So just get back to the basics. Think about marketing 101. Who is your customer? What do they need right now? Not what do they need a month ago, but what are they going through in their business right now? What new obstacles and struggles do they have? What are they scared about? What pain can you help them avoid? It might be as simple as doubling down on the basics right now and staying customer focused. You might not need your side hustle. You might just need to be smarter about doing the things that need to be done for your business. I call this shiny object syndrome when you're always jumping to the next latest and greatest thing. Shiny object syndrome, jumping and jumping and jumping from thing to thing is going to hurt you in a recession. You need to focus. Yes, you need to focus. And you need to have a thick skin. You know, you're not, whatever your side hustle is, it's probably not going to take off immediately unless you're very lucky. It's going to take some time and it's going to take some work. But I promise that the work is worth it and don't give up because I always think, you know, whatever that age-old saying is, it's like, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, right? Nothing nothing safe is worth the drive or whatever, right? So yeah, have, I agree. have Just- a thick skin and don't give up. Um, if you if you know in your heart of hearts that your idea is great, like go for it. Go for it and don't let the naysayers kill you. Don't let them kill your dream because there will always be people who aren't capable of doing it themselves who think your idea is stupid. So don't listen to those people. Come talk to us and we'll pump you up. And then also do it now. Don't get so wrapped up in perfectionism that you stall and put it off and put it off and put it off. Come up, do your best to get something ready for market. Get your best to get started, whatever that is you're doing. And then do it now. You could always have fine time to perfect and fine tune later, but perfectionism causes you to stall and it will make your idea die. Another dream killer right there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I have been so guilty of this in the past too, just being 
a perfectionist and putting things off because I'm not ready or I need to know this first and I need to, I need to do this and that, but in all honesty, just start. You can, you can correct as you go. Nobody expects you to be perfect, especially when you're first starting out. Nobody expects you to be perfect. Yeah. And you're human. Why do people forget that? People forget that all the time. You're human. We're allowed to make mistakes. It's part of our nature. Like you don't have to be perfect. Yep. Just take the pressure off. So our tip of the week this week, I just kind of wanted to go back to tying this back to what we've been talking about. And I mentioned shiny object syndrome. I think shiny object syndrome is a byproduct of insecurity. You're not believing in your dream. You're not believing in your idea. You're letting people get under your skin. And so then the first minute that things get hard, that you don't know what to do, but it looks like you're failing, you bail. And that's insecurity. That's fear. And so I would just encourage everybody that if you find that you are somebody that jumps from thing to thing to thing and you don't really finish it, if you don't see that project or that idea through to completion, ask yourself what you're scared about. Ask yourself why you're so quick to jump to the next thing before you give your idea a chance. And just take that time to reflect and see where where that goes for you. Yeah, I agree with that. I also, I want to give one challenge to anyone who maybe thought that they liked the idea of one of these things like photography or influencer marketing or Amazon, or they want to, you know, grow their, grow their following on, on TikTok or Instagram reels or something. My challenge to you is for 30 days, post something, anything that is something that brings you joy and you feel like you could talk about or, or be funny about that you want to put on your account. Post once a day for 30 days. If you miss one day, that's fine, but try to post every day and just see what happens. Or with your photography, watch one YouTube video a day and practice what they taught you in the video and just see what happens for 30 days. And then, and then if you don't like it, you can change your focus, but for 30 days, 30 whole days in a row, try that. Yeah. 30 days is good. I think there's some things that take a lot longer, but for the majority of people, I think the majority of people are hard pressed to stay focused on any one idea for 30 days. Yeah. I just, I just thought, you know, with the shiny object syndrome, if you can tell yourself to stay focused for 30 days, you will see some sort of growth. If you're, you know, you will see some sort of growth. And I feel like that might be all the push that some people need to keep going. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I think that's a perfect segue to our topic of building your dream life, because we always like to, this is going to be a thing we do every time where we give a little tip or a little insight on what you can do to build your dream life. So today we thought that we would talk about the importance of writing down your goals so that you can keep them top of mind. I think it's really important to know what the big things are that you want to accomplish. I know at the beginning of the year, we kind of get into the New Year's resolution trap. And then by the end of January, most people couldn't even tell you what their resolution was. 
Yeah. And I think, I think it's helpful too. Um, something that I found is write down your big goals and then work backward. So what, so start with your big goal. Like I want to make $10,000 a month. Let's say that's your big goal and then work backward. Okay. This is, this is what I need to do to get there. Like you're kind of creating a little roadmap for yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely starting with that big idea and then breaking it down into all the little pieces. Yes. What if you break things- it down, breaking it down into smaller, more attainable mini goals will definitely help. And then I think once you have your goals written down, you, you need to re- come up with some system for yourself where you're reviewing those so that they're top of mind. And that could be that you create a vision board and you look at that vision board every morning while you brush your teeth so that you can remember, these are the things that I said I, I set out to accomplish, whether it's this month or this year. And then I think, I think reflecting, reflection is like such a big part of goal setting and achieving your goals too. I think every month you need to look back on your month and say, okay, this is what went well this month. And if I could change one thing or one thing I want to improve on from last month, this month would be, and then you answer that question. I love that. Or just looking back on every month. Yeah. Sitting and going, okay, well, what, what did I improve on this month? Cause I think it's always important to give yourself a pat on the back and celebrate those victories, even if they're super small victories, I think we need to celebrate them. But what did I improve on in the last month? And now what am I going to work on? And remember, those can be incremental things. It doesn't have to be something huge because all progress takes place. It's the baby steps that are the magic, not those giant leaps. Yes. On next episode, we will be talking about going viral. That's going to be an interesting discussion because there are a lot of people that think that getting lots of likes and follows and going viral like that is when you have hit the lottery, that that's what our goal is. And we're going to talk about, is that really the goal? And what happens when you go viral? What what things should you have in place for if that day happens to you? Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave a five-star review. Bye, everyone.